today on Hardwired. And God had appeared to Noah and said, Noah, I'm gonna judge the earth. I'm gonna take everything out. And Noah, you are to build an ark. And the Bible says in Hebrews that Noah moved with fear, built an ark. And he built with one hand and he preached with the other. And you know what he said? He said, judgment is coming. God is gonna judge this world, but you have time to repent. So repent, repent and turn to God. You are listening to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire. Thanks for allowing us to share this time with you. It's our favorite time of the day where we get to hang out together and hear about how the truth of God's Word can make a huge difference as it's hardwired into your life, your relationships, and your future. You may be stuck in traffic or maybe even stuck in life. Either way, today's message is going to help you get on the right track as you learn how much God loves you right where you are. And if for any reason you have to break away before the end of the program, you can always catch it at our website, hardwired.org. That's hardwired.org. So let's go ahead and get right into today's message. Here's Pastor Jeff to set it up for us. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Hardwired. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to begin talking today about what Jesus said regarding the last days. He and the disciples were walking out of the temple for the very last time, and the disciples looked at the temple and started bragging on it. And Jesus said, not one stone is going to be left upon another in this temple. Well, this just blew them away. And they said, well, when will these things be? And while we're at it, Lord, what will be the signs of your return? And Jesus launched into the longest prophecy of his entire ministry. And he went through the signs of his return. And one of them was, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Well, Genesis 6 tells us all about the days of Noah. And we're gonna be talking about that today and seeing what Jesus meant by the days of Noah. So grab your Bible, grab a pen, something to write with. I can't wait to share part two of the message as it was in the days of Noah. And let's go. Now, Jesus lets us know that the days of Noah and the days of Lot and the time period in which he returns are going to have striking similarities. So first, knowing that, then what were the days of Noah like? What was going on in the days of Noah? that Jesus said, it's gonna look like that when I come back. Well, thankfully, Genesis 6 tells us a lot about the days of Noah. Now, I gotta tell you right now, this isn't gonna be pretty. And he said, well, then why are you preaching it? Because Christians need to know the truth, and I want you to understand. See, we're not supposed to be like people in the dark. We're supposed to be people that are in the light and that understand the times. And so if Jesus answered this question, knowing that it didn't pertain to the disciples that asked him the question, but that it reached way down in time, then there's something he wanted us to know. Amen? So Genesis 6 tells us four things. It gives us four characteristics of Noah's generation that will characterize our world before Jesus returns. This is what we can expect to see. This is what we can expect to observe with our own eyes as his appearance draws near. Now I want you to say them with me. They are great apostasy, great wickedness, great violence, and great apathy towards God's warnings. So well, that's a jump up and shout message, but it's the truth. And I want you to understand why when you look at our culture and our world today, you cannot believe what you're seeing. 
Now, first we see that the days of Noah were a time of apostasy. What is apostasy? It's not backsliding. If somebody backslides, they fall off into some kind of sin, but they never really lose their faith in Christ and they don't renounce Christ. They don't abandon the faith. They just backslide and get messed up in something and eventually, sooner or later down the road, God gets hold of them and they turn. But apostasy is when a person abandons the faith. They renounce the faith. An apostate is somebody who knew the truth, walked in the truth, was aware of God, aware of the realities of God, and yet they decided they were gonna walk away and they renounce him, they deny him, they walk away from him, they abandon the faith. And the Bible says that in Noah's time, there was a great apostasy and it's described in the first two verses of Genesis 6. Let me read it to you. It's not gonna sound like apostasy when I first read it, but I'll explain it to you. It says, now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose, period. Now we say, well, what's wrong with that? That was just people getting married. Key words here are this, and I want you to say them with me. Sons of God, daughters of men. Those are the two key phrases in those verses. So we got two people we need to identify, the sons of God and the daughters of men. Okay, first of all, who are the sons of God? The sons of God refers to the righteous lineage of Seth. Now, remember with me that Adam and Eve's first two boys were Cain and Abel. And what did Cain do to Abel? He killed him. Cain became the first murderer. And if you look at Cain and his lineage, his descendants, they were evil. His descendants became the enemies of God all through the Bible. Some of the giants came from the descendants of Cain. But then they had a third son, and his name was Seth. And the Bible says that, they, that God comforted Adam and Eve by this new boy, this new child, Seth. And we see that Seth's lineage was righteous. It was a godly lineage. As a matter of fact, it says that Seth's descendants began to call on the name of the Lord. And that means they were seeking God, wanted God, longed for God, were calling out to God, had a heart for God. Seth's descendants. So the sons of God refers to those of Seth's lineage. That was the sons of God. So we have a righteous people who apostatized away from faithfulness to God and descended into a life of lust and compromise. As a result, here's what happened. They became indistinguishable from the lost and fallen world around them, like many believers today. Let me tell you something. If people look at your life and they can't tell the difference between you and somebody that lives in the world, there's something wrong with your faith. No, I'm seriously, folks, listen, when Jesus comes into your life, he makes a difference. That people ought to be wondering, what's wrong with you? Or what's right with you? So watch this now. It was at this very time when it says that the sons of God intermingled with the daughters of men. It was at this very time in the very next verse that God says, my spirit shall not always strive with man. My spirit shall not strive with man forever. Stop a minute. Watch this. Look, why would God say that? Because God was saying, I've tried to reach you. 
I've tried to talk to you. I've tried to woo you. I've tried to convict you. I've tried to tell you the truth. I've tried to get you away from what you're doing and intermingling with these women and with this lifestyle and with this belief system that is not yours, but you have allowed yourself to be compromised and now you have apostatized. So I'm letting you know that now I'm putting a time limit before I bring judgment. So God says, next, in the same verse, yet his days shall be 120 years. Now, he is not saying there that man was gonna live 120 years now. He wasn't saying you're gonna live 120 years. Here's what he was saying. 120 years from now, if you don't repent and turn, I'm gonna send judgment. The hourglass was turned upside down, church. Do you know that it was here 120 years later from the time God uttered this, and you can track this in the scripture, it was 120 years later that Noah walked into the ark and God shut the door and the water began to fall. Please understand with me today that a human being or a nation cannot thumb its nose at God and grievously sin against God and not eventually come under judgment. Now, I know we don't hear much about this anymore, and that's too bad. That's sad because we should. Because listen, it says the righteous understand judgment, but the wicked don't understand it. So if we're supposed to, as God's righteous, blood-bought people, we should understand judgment. And can I tell you, I know that if America doesn't turn, America is gonna come under judgment. Oh, don't say that, Pastor Jeff. Well, it's the truth. What do you expect me to say? I'm reading the Bible, okay? 120 years from that time, the flood came. In the New Testament, Paul the Apostle wrote that there would be a great apostasy, just like in the days of Noah, before the return of Christ. He says in 1 Timothy 4, verse 1, now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last days, some will turn away from the true faith. That's apostasy. And they will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. And our culture is loaded today with teachings that come from demons teachings that refute the blood of Jesus, the reality of heaven and hell, the word of God, as it was in the days of Noah, Jesus said, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. So what can we expect to see as the church, the real church, the blood-bought church gets brighter and brighter and more and more ready as a bride ready to meet her groom, then outside the world is gonna be getting darker and darker and darker. And the Bible says that first there's gonna be an apostasy now, the second thing that's in Genesis 6 that is a mark of Noah's day was great wickedness. Listen to chapter 6, verse 5. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Now, think about that statement. What a picture that not one time, let me try to put this in English. They had reached a place in Noah's day that not one thought that arose in the minds of men were righteous, clean, holy, or God-honoring. Not one. God looked. God saw. God x-rayed that ancient world. And he said, never once does a God-honoring, righteous, good thought enter their mind. Every underlying motivation behind each and every thought was only evil continually. No wonder God finally said, I'm gonna have to judge it. 
A total corruption of men's character had occurred. Now, let me ask you a question. Do we see this happening in our world today? A corruption of character, a departure from God and his personality, his characteristics, his attributes. Do we see a departure from him? One commentator writes about Noah's day. What an awful character does God give of the inhabitants of Noah's time. They were wholly sensual. The desires of the mind overwhelmed and lost in the desires of the flesh. Their souls no longer discerning their high destiny, but ever minding earthly things so that they were sensualized and brutalized, not retaining God in their knowledge, and they lived only to chase their own desires. They were all corrupt within and all unrighteous without. Religion no longer existed. Piety was gone, and every form of sound words had disappeared. And the lineage of Cain and Seth were now totally mixed together. Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be. Before Pastor Jeff comes back to wrap things up for us today, I'd like to share a couple of important things with you. Let me encourage you to take a minute and check out our website, hardwired.org. You'll find today's program along with all of Pastor Jeff's messages. There's a growing list of great things to check out at the site. So hop on over and check it out, hardwired.org. That's hardwired.org. And be sure to tell your friends about the program. We know you're being blessed by it. I'm sure your friends will be as well. We're here to reach as many people for the Lord as we can. So getting the word out will help us on this mission. And that's what this program is all about. And Pastor Jeff's back now for the conclusion of today's program. So again, as the church gets brighter and brighter seeking him, and I hope to be one of those churches, out there, we're going to see a decline we're gonna see a departure from the faith, from those that profess faith, and we're going to see great wickedness. And I think we already do. I'm stunned. Every day that I wake up and read the news, I'm stunned at yet another step down that America has taken. It's amazing to watch. It's breathtaking. And now another thing in Genesis 6, it reveals that there was also in Noah's time a great violence, great violence. Verse 11 says, now God saw that the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence. So corruption went hand in hand with violence. Now let me give you a principle of life. Inward corruption always leads to outward violence. Let me put it another way. The further a person or a society gets away from God, the more likely they are to become violent. So is it any wonder that we're living in a very violent day? And church, let me tell you, it's only gonna get more so. It's going to become more violent because men are departing from God. And Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be. You're going to see people departing from the faith. You're gonna see people walking in great, breathtaking wickedness. And you're going to see a spread and proliferation of violence. I wish I could tell you something else, but this is what Jesus said. Another commentator writes about Noah's time. The earth was filled with violence in Noah's time, with doing injury to the persons and properties of men, with oppression and cruelty, by tyrannical decrees and unrighteous judgments, with violent attacks and robberies and rapes and murders. Wow, what a laundry list. No wonder we're afraid to go out at night and walk alone. No wonder we're afraid to go out there in many downtown streets. People won't even go anymore. They might experience the knockout game. They might be held up. 
Violence is happening in our world right now just for the sake of violence. It's random. There's not even a purpose for it except to commit an act of violence. That's the day we live in. So Jesus said, you're going to see great apostasy, great wickedness, and great violence as it was in the days of Noah. Right before I return, that's what it's going to look like. There was one more sign, and I say the best for last, that Jesus himself talked about. I'm going back to the words of Jesus. In Noah's day, there was great apathy towards God's word and God's warnings. There was apathy. This is what Jesus meant when he said, in Noah's day, I'm quoting Jesus now, quote, they were eating and drinking, marrying, giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and knew not until the flood came. I used to read that and say, well, what's wrong with that? Eating, drinking, I do that. Marrying, I'm married, giving in marriage, I marry people all the time. So what's wrong with that? The more I studied it, the more it became clear to me. You know what was wrong with it? It shows that in Noah's time, it was business as usual. They were utterly unaware of approaching judgment. They had no idea that their wickedness had reached up to the heavens and filled the nostrils of God. They had no idea that God had already set a time limit and the hourglass was already turned upside down. They had no idea that their days were numbered. They were completely oblivious to it. And when you think everything is okay, you know what you do? Business as usual. Eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, farming, building, buying, selling, business as usual. We've got nothing to worry about. Everything is just fine. Everything is great. And that's exactly the way they were in Lot's day. You know what they had done? They had totally ignored the warnings of Noah. Noah was not just a builder. The Bible tells us, listen to this, 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, God did not spare the ancient world when he brought the flood on its ungodly people, but he protected Noah. And look what it says about him, a preacher of righteousness and seven others, his family. I kind of get the idea. His family was just going along to get along. Noah had the word from God. And God had appeared to Noah and said, Noah, I'm gonna judge the earth. I'm gonna take everything out. Everything's gonna die. But two of every species. And Noah, you are to build an ark. And the Bible says in Hebrews that Noah moved with fear, built an ark. And he built with one hand and he preached with the other. And you know what he said? He said, judgment is coming. God is gonna judge this world, but you have time to repent. So repent, repent and turn to God. And every day, but you know what they did with Noah? They humored him. He was the brunt of every joke. When the little kids went off to school and passed the boat that was being built, they would kick each other and nudge each other and look at him and wave to the funny old man and humor him. His parents said, oh, there's just something, there's a screw loose, there's a marble loose in his head. He, he's building a boat and there's no water. Just say, hello, Noah. And they did not take him seriously. But every day Noah stood and said, judgment is coming, a flood is coming. God is going to send wrath, you need to turn. And Noah is a picture of the New Testament church that stays right with God that speaks the word of God to the final generation and says to our generation what Noah said to his, turn now while there is time, turn now while you can. The day is going to come when God is going to shut the door like he did on the ark because the day came when God said to Noah, go in, walk in, get into the ark, take your family, 
All the animals and creatures are there. I want you now to walk in. And when they were in, the Bible says, God shut the door and great big quarter-sized raindrops began to fall. And the Bible says they knew not until the day Noah entered the ark. Every day for 120 years, Noah had preached and nobody listened. He didn't have one convert. Universal apathy to the warnings of God. You know, you can hear the gospel so many times, you get immunized. You can hear the word of God so many times, you get inoculated and you can't get convicted anymore. Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be. So what can we expect to see as Jesus gets ready to come back? Here's what we can expect to see, great apostasy. We're gonna see, as we're already seeing, large swaths of the professing Christian church are going to walk away from God and defect and apostatize. Listen, we're already seeing denominations, whole denominations that used to be the bulwark of the truth, used to be bulwarks of the truth, used to stand for the truth of God's word, throwing it out the window denominations that used to preach the scriptures, now marrying people of the same sex, ordaining people living in perversion, threw the Bible out the back, no longer look at it. To them, it's antiquated, old-fashioned, irrelevant, meaningless. We need to do what looks right to us. We're watching a great apostasy right now. Thank God for churches that have not apostatized. Thank God for churches that still preach the blood, still preach heaven and hell, still preach righteous living and crucifying yourself. Thank God for that. Second thing we're gonna see with our own eyes, great wickedness. The character of our Christ-rejecting world can be expected to grow worse and more depraved and more godless as time goes on. Paul knew this, and Paul gives us a laundry list of the character that will exist in the hearts of men who don't know Jesus. It says, know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. They will have a form of godliness, but they will deny its power. That's the character sketch of last day man, apart from God. Third thing we can expect to see is great violence. Violence increasing. Hear a lot about peace these. Oh, we're gonna have peace, peace, peace. But you know what the Bible says? While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman and they will not escape. There's not gonna be world peace until the Prince of Peace comes back. We can expect to see great apathy towards God's warnings. Much of our culture today won't even listen to a gospel message. They won't even give you the time of day if you start talking about Jesus. Peter said, above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, what happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again? From before the times of our ancestors, everything has remained the same since the world was first created. In other words, the cycles of time and the events of life, just the wheel of life is going like it always has. But then Peter continued, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some think. No, he is being patient for your sake because he doesn't want anybody to be lost, but wants everybody to repent and be saved. So why is the return of Christ seemingly tarrying? because there's one more that's gonna be saved. 
there's more that are gonna turn. There's another one who's gonna say, Jesus, forgive me. In Asia, in Africa, in America, around the world, the eye of God knows that there's still some that are going to come. But folks, one day, that last one will come. And God will turn to Jesus and say, all right, that's it, go get your bride. Da, 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 da. And we're gonna be walking along, doing whatever, and boom, we will be staring at Jesus Christ, the one who died for us. And he will take us out of a world that has grown very dark. But you know what? We're the light of the world and we're the salt of the earth and we intend to shine. Here's what Jesus said. When you see all these things coming to pass, lift up your heads, your redemption draws near. You've been listening to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire. It would mean the world to us to know how the program has helped you today. So take a quick minute and give us a call, 877-884-3111. Or you can connect with us at our website, hardwired.org. And if you enjoy the program as much as we love bringing it to you, let us know by your generous support. It would really mean a lot to us. There are daily costs associated with the program, and we truly do depend on the faithful financial support of our listeners like you to allow us to be on this station. So please consider partnering with us today with your gifts to this ministry. You can call us at 877-884-3111 or go to the website hardwired.org. Again, call 877-884-3111 or at our website hardwired.org. Thank you for your loyal partnership as we couldn't do this without you. And finally, Pastor Jeff is the founder and senior pastor of the vibrant Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. If you're ever in the area, we hope you'll stop by and say hi. And let us know that you listen to the program. That would really make our day. And Pastor Jeff would love to meet you personally too. So till next time, have a great day. And thanks so much for listening to Hardwired.